Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hayden Alabama podcast. My name is Philip Brimmerman. I'm Ryan Love. You guys are in for a treat today. Let me tell you who is going to most benefit from our People of Hayden episode. If you're a first-time home buyer, yep. If you're a first-time home seller, mm-hmm. if you bought and sold a hundred properties or anywhere in between, today Ryan is joining us. He's bringing a lot of real estate experience. And you will be benefited by all that he is going to share with us today. So I want you to stay tuned for that. I do not want you to miss out. So Ryan, before we get started talking about Hayden, Alabama real estate, maybe how to buy a piece of the dirt here. Yeah. Let's tell me about you. So tell me, how did you get here? How long have you been here? Well, uh, my wife and I have been in Hayden since uh, 2008. Mm-hmm. So my wife started teaching school here in Hayden in 2007. That's primary school? Uh, Elementary, third grade. Uh Third grade. We lived in Tuscaloosa while she was getting her master's in education. Roll time? Yes, roll time. She was looking around and interviewing, and we were trying to find places that, you know, we kind of wanted to settle down. We were looking at a lot of places, and she had the opportunity to interview with Blount County and and many other counties. And this is kind of where we decided to set our roots. So... From the point uh, where she started teaching, it took us about a year to get moved in here. And uh, 2008, it was a long time ago now. The years have gone by. Man, the and years that was a gone... tough time, too. Huh? It was. It, it was, was a recession. in real estate. Yeah, it was an interesting time. It was an interesting time. But um, we were able to, to get in here. We've added two children since mm-hmm. we arrived in Hayden. And uh, we really enjoy the community here. I mean, I can't. I'll mention it when we talk about real estate, but it's, you know, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to find a better quality of life, in my opinion. You yeah, know, the no, kind we're of, biased. You know, but... we are biased. Yeah, I've been here long <laughs> enough. I definitely got that biased age on, no yeah. doubt. No. Well, let's get to, let's get to the meat of the conversation. I know you've got a lot of good things for people to have today. So you're with White Real Estate. That's right. So you're an agent, White Real Estate. How long have you been there? How long have you been an agent? I've been an agent for just just kicked a little over six years, um, so I've had a long time passion with real estate. When people ask me how long I've been interested in real estate, I think about even you know sitting in restaurants with my parents when I was a teenager, flipping through those old magazines oh, that are I gone, those. gone with the wind. You'd pick one up while you're going to wait for your food somewhere, and I just go through and I'd look at picture by picture and the price and. You know, it was just something that I was interested in. Six years white real estate is a great local brokerage. We'll, you know, we may get a chance to talk about that a little more later, but uh, right here in our community. Yep. You know, the only one located here in Hayden. All right, well, let's just kick it off. So I mentioned earlier, first-time homebuyer. Mm-hmm. If you're a first-time homebuyer, you've got a lot of questions. It may be, and here's what I want you to think about. Yeah. So let's say that there's a first-time homebuyer listening right now but they've never reached out to an agent. They, they wouldn't even know where to start. Right. Can you just give them, give them some nuggets that you would like, that you maybe tell your first time home buyers? Sure. Um, you know, first time home buying is a, it's a big step for any individual or any couple. Um, it's something that has to be taken very seriously. Um, and I don't think that people don't take it seriously. I just think they need to know where to get the information. The first thing is you need to get educated. Okay. And, you know, your local real estate agent can educate you on the process Mm -hmm. and they can educate you on the people that will help you in that process. Um, A loan officer or a mortgage broker is somebody that's going to be a resource for those that are taking a mortgage 
to buy their first home, which uh, for first-time home buyers is typically the case. Not many, not many cash buyers out not, there. Not many. They do exist, but um, not many. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, as a first-time home buyer, you kind of you want to get your, you know, you want to get your finances in order, and you got to think about mm-hmm. what you can afford and use those tools like the real estate agent and the loan officer to figure those things out. Um, would you say that they had to have a home in mind before they met with a, with a mortgage agent? No, I, that is a great question. That is a great question. Um, I encourage everybody, you got to get prepared first. You know, I would say if, if you've already found your dream home and you haven't talked to a loan officer, haven't talked to a real estate agent yet, you're kind of behind the gun. Even though the speed of the market has changed, and we'll talk about that, you still need to be ready when you find that dream okay. home. Well, Ryan, you gave us uh, some great knowledge there in that first point. Number two, let's, uh, you said you had a couple things, four or three things. So let, let, give me number two. Um, you know, one thing that you got to think about when you're buying a home is kind of to limit your opening of new credit accounts. Uh-oh. You want to you think about new accounts, and, and the mortgage people will explain this to you, but you kind of got to be thinking about it coming up to that point. Yeah. Right. Um, when when they take a look at your finances, you know, they're going to look and see what you owe, how much you owe, you know, what your income is and, and kind of how that looks to somebody that's going to loan you money mm-hmm. to buy that first home. That's all the way to the pr- process. And hopefully a good loan officer and a good uh, good good real estate agent will remind you, hey, if you have a house under contract. <laughs> You know, you don't you don't yeah. need to go finance a new sofa yeah. for two thousand dollars because it's going to change the paperwork that you've yeah. submitted to get approved for your loan. You have to ask yourself the question in re- in regards to credit accounts. If if your goal is to buy a house, then you kind of have to think about, you know, do I need this or do I just want this? And, Ooh, and is the house the need versus want question? Right, if is the house more important to me than this other thing that I may want to go borrow money for? So. You know, that, that's something you've got to consider. Right. What about number three? Um, number three, I, I just really encourage people to study their finances so that you can kind of make a decision on, you know, what you can afford. Yeah. And uh, there are people that will help you do that, but I believe that's something you've got to do personally with the information that's given to you. Kind of what I want people or to know or be thinking about studying towards is, you know, what can I afford without, um, you know, putting myself out where I have committed to a payment that I, that I struggle to make or that makes the other parts of my life hard to enjoy. You can buy the, you you can buy your dream home. That's right. And have a payment that makes you hate it. That's exactly right. And it can be the best thing that you ever imagined but because you pay it, it limits you in the way that you can live the rest of your life. And when you're studying your finances, you don't need to look at the next 12 months. You know, you need to think that possible raise, right? Or no, you don't, you don't consider what might happen. You need to look at where you are today. And most likely you're going to be committing to these folks for 15 or 30 years. You know, that's the typical commitment. And so that's right. So when you make that commitment, you want to make sure it's something that you're into it. Get with people that can help you find a local real estate agent that understands where you want to live and the things that are going on in that market. All right. Well, let's, let's transition from first time home buyer to first time home seller. Yes. Now this is, this is another anxious time. You need a realistic idea of what your home value is going to be. You can, you can get a local real estate agent to come and meet with you and just, 
take a look at everything, pull comp sales. So tell us that comps, they yes. may not know about that. What is a, what is a comp? Uh, so a comp, a comp is similar houses uh, or similar sales that have already, or transactions that have already transpired that can be compared to your house. So the reason I think you need a realistic view there is to make sure that if you're going to sell your home, you're going to be able to achieve the goal that you're trying to achieve. You know, you want to get accurate information so you can make that decision. Because if you don't have a realistic view of the value of your home and how that value is going to take you to your next move, then the plan that you put together in your head may not be you may not be able to achieve that plan the way that you want to. The earlier that you find that find that out, you know, the easier it's going to be to kind of get where you want to go or understand where you actually can go. So the danger is is leaving money on the table. That's exactly right. And, and I'm then a, you don't get as much purchase exactly in right. the next time. That's exactly right. Carrying that equity. And we haven't talked about equity yet, but that's, you know, that's something that you will build in your house as you're paying it down mm -hmm. and as hopefully the value of your house is increasing. And that equity is what we're talking about. That's, that's the money. If the price of your house has increased and you have made those payments and you have a chunk of value there, you know, when you're getting ready to sell your home, you want somebody that's going to maximize that value. So let's give a real example there. So, you know, thinking we've got a full spectrum of people listening. So let's say you bought a home, simple numbers, you bought a home for $100,000. Right. And now we, you do my comps mm -hmm. and you tell me that my home is now worth $150,000. So right. what's my equity? Well, it's, it's $50,000. $50, that's right. $50,000. That's, that's the equity piece. Absolutely. What you owe versus what it's worth. That's right. What you owe uh, versus what it's worth. You got another one? Oh, yeah. Let's go with number two. Number two. Uh, this, is, this is a big one for sellers. Um, it's not the case with everybody. Um, but, you know, I encourage people, you've got to be able to sit back and try to take your blinders off with your own home. Okay. So, obviously... The places that you go to every day, like your home, you walk up, you look, you see it, you know, and you see it the way you've seen it for years, or you see those improvements that you've made and you've seen, see the positives. And some of us, you know, we notice the negatives and just depending on your personality type and everything. But, um, sometimes you got to kind of sit back as a seller and then try to make your mindset like the buyers that are going to come in and look around. Mm. The danger is that, that you won't have a professional, you know, or a real estate agent kind of walk you through and, and tell you some things that you can do, you know, to present it in a better best, way, in a better way, yeah. right. To maximize that equity, mm -hmm. to maximize the dollars that you're bringing out of that house or home. A lot of these things that can be achieved with sweat equity, you know, just yeah. by working on it. A little bit of paint here, yeah. a little bit of paint there. That's yeah. right. My third point. You know, just to stand out and, and put yourself in the position of the of the of the buyers that are coming. When they walk in, what are they gonna be looking at? Stand on the street, look at your house and say, Okay, what, what could I do to make this a little neater? I mean, there's lots of things we can throw out. Landscaping, mulch, trimming hedges, you know, just making things look good. That you way know? that first impression's a good one. That's right. A lot of times, you know, we take a look at people's front porches or the entry to their home. And you can make some small changes there, you know, add some potted flowers, clean everything up, mm -hmm. spend a little bit of time pressure washing, just, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of clean it up so it's got its its best foot forward. Get a new welcome mat, you know, so that things look fresh mm -hmm. and clean and new. And the, you want the people looking at the home for what it is. You don't want them distracted 
by this, that, or the other. Any yeah. kind of deferred maintenance, you don't want them distracted, especially if it's something you can do yourself on a weekend or you can easily get done, you know, to kind of eliminate that. You know, you come in the house. And uh, one of the big things in homes and, you know, here in America, we, we tend to have a lot of stuff. We got the stuff. Boy. We got a lot of stuff. You know, sometimes that can be distracting. You're looking at their stuff. You're not looking you're, at the house. Right. You're looking, you're looking at all the things, and you're like, wow, this might be a great room, but it's got three couches. <laughs> but I can't and, see it. Yeah, four recliners, yeah. and it seems kind of small, but it's really just got, you know, it's full, it's full of a lot of stuff. So something to consider, and you know, when you're serious about getting all the value out of your home, is just declutter. Just come in. Declutter declutter it may not be as comfortable as you want it to be but you know just set up each room and declutter they've got to see what the potential of the home and if you have filled up every square inch of it it's hard to see the potential it is it is you want it set up the way that it's designed to be used you Mm -hmm. want people to see how they can use it buyers i mean they're looking they're looking at everything yep you know, because this is a big investment for them. People are not just compelled to buy the first thing they come to right now. I think the market has changed out it of that fire changed. zone. So you're so now it's a little more competitive for the seller mm-hmm. to put this put their best foot forward with their home. Absolutely. Now, on top of decluttering, goes to the next level. These all seem very simple, but then you just got to deep clean it. You just got to clean. clean it. Uh, we all walk around and walk past dust here and there, mm-hmm. and uh, you just want to clean it up because you don't want you don't want the you know you don't want the buyers in there getting distracted by the dust on something. I know that sounds that sounds very small detail, but it's important. You want to keep those people interested. You don't want them to get distracted from seeing all the good you know that your home has to offer by something that can be handled very quickly. Awesome. Well, that'll tie us up on a first-time home seller. Where do you want to go next? Three key things I kind of want to touch on in the rental versus buying it. One of them I kind of want to start out with a controversial. There's some guys out there and ladies um, who will actually present, um, you know, that you know that they would prefer to rent their home, you know, and and not buy homes. Well, there's a there's a little bit of a caveat there. All these all these big real estate investors. They they own hundreds and hundreds of doors of rentals, or just even if they own thirty rentals or fifty rentals, you know they're they still own property. Mm-hmm. And this is this is going to kind of tie back into our rental versus buying. But they'll say, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I, I want to rent my property because I want to spend all my money investing in other properties, and that makes sense if you're a big time real estate investor. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're still buying property. You know, renting is a short term. It's a short-term deal. You know, renting can ha- allow you to have uh, geographic flexibility, and this is important some t- for people sometimes when they're starting careers or they're not plugged first in, married. first getting married, mm-hmm. uh, schooling or, uh, you know, graduate schooling or whatever, and you go to a place where you're going to be temporarily. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a great place for renting in that scenario, and there's a great place for renting while you're building to buy a home as well. The people that own your rental, they also have a loan on your rental property. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that they make their living and one of the ways that they get cash out of their properties is to refinance them. Mm-hmm. So when when they refinance those properties with the higher interest rates, then it's time for the rents to go up. So if you think, okay, well, I'm in my rental and I'm paying this amount and this is better than me going out and figuring out and getting with people that can give me information on buying a home and you think, you know, I can't buy a home 
for less than I can rent, or maybe you can. I don't know. All that would be specific to the person. I'm or coming situation. out paying eight hundred dollars a month rent versus paying twelve hundred dollars a month mortgage. Exactly. Okay. One thing that I'm trying to consider having this investment conversation is these guys they refinance and they raise those rents, and you pay for you know you're paying to cash flow that property for them. Mm-hmm. Yes, the interest rate is higher, and yes the payments will be higher than they were just a few years ago mm-hmm. based on that interest rates. You just need to consider that those rents will be going up as well based on this kind of economic trend and mm-hmm. the interest rates. And so you can't count on that rent any longer than that lease is that you have signed to be at that value. Um, All so while the mortgage, if you've done a fixed, what's the benefit there? You're, you're locked you're in. You're locked in. Whether 30 years, 20 years, that, that payment. That, that payment is locked in. And that's an agreement that you've made, and that payment is locked in, and it will be steady, mm-hmm. and you won't have to worry about you won't have to worry about a somebody refinancing and changing your payment unless you make that move yourself. Right. You can build equity in your home. You're not going to build equity in your rental. It's not yours. It's not yours. Yeah. That's right. It's yours for a time. You've you've committed to it. They've committed to you for that 12 months or six months or 18 months or 24 months. But that commitment's over at that at the end of that time. And when you buy your own property, you know, you're in control. You got a piece of that dirt. You got a piece of that dirt, yeah. you know, and you're making the decisions. And um, you're building that equity. Mm-hmm. And that equity can build for you for the future. Most people, a large part of their, you know, net worth ends up coming out of, you know, the value of their home. That's right. And then... Closely behind that might be retirement accounts as you move on through your life yeah. would add up for your net worth. Uh, your apartment's not going to give you any net worth. It'll give you flexibility, yeah. and you can move around, but it won't it won't give you any of that net worth. Just a quick recap of what you said. There There is a time and a place for rental. Yes. But also there are many factors in favor of going ahead and buying a piece of the dirt. Absolutely. And, having, and starting to gain that equity and all those mm-hmm. things and make calling it your own. All right. Where you want to go now? All right. Now, now I want to go back and just give you one more little note about financing before we move forward. And it's something that's extremely important when you, when you get involved with that uh, loan officer and get involved with that mortgage process. Be prepared that they're going to ask you for a lot of information. Truth. They're, I mean, anybody that's purchased a house, I think, would testify that just, just when you think you've given them every slip of paper everything that you possibly could have give them give it them you know they'll ask for something else True. so it's very important when you're going through that process and, and you just need to be prepared that that's what the process is going to be these people you know like philip said in his example let's say they're loaning you a hundred thousand these people are loaning you a hundred thousand dollars yeah and so you you just don't need to be surprised that they're going to ask for all this information. And it is. It's a ton of It's a ton of information, tax returns, other properties you may have owned in the past or may still own, verification of paid rents, uh, things from old landlords. I mean, the list can go on and on and on, but you, you just need to be prepared for that. But you also need to be completely transparent in that situation. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting around and you say, well, they hadn't asked me about this, and it's related to my finances, then you, you need to bring it to the forefront, not assume that they just looked over it. One of the reasons that that's important for you, because the last thing you want to do is get 
when it's time for that loan to get funded and head to the closing table for something to be discovered at the last minute because they're constantly discovering and trying yeah. to make sure that that this is an approved good to go loan and it's ready to go and what happens is if something comes to the surface late in the game um that affects you know your finances or the way you look on paper it could today it could delay the closing for your home yeah i mean worst case scenario i mean if it was something that they discovered that drastically changed the way they looked at your finances it might prevent you from being able to buy that home well this is the hayden alabama podcast so let's talk about hayden alabama real estate what do you have for them specifically right here on our dirt absolutely well you know one of the things uh about hayden we've already talked about it we we are biased but we think it's a very special place. great spot yeah so let's let's talk let's talk about that market you know we've got schools that people love we've got the ballparks the athletics the churches you know the community events and, and that's all part of the value for people who are wanting to Absolutely. move into Hayden. Obviously, we have people moving around in Hayden, but uh, we've had a, you know a lot of people that have wanted to move here, and uh, that's kind of part of what our market's been. If you've been in Hayden, and some of you listening on the Hayden Alabama podcast have been here your entire life, and that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Some of you have been here for five years, ten years, fifteen years, twenty-five mm-hmm. years, and and you've made it your home. And to talk about what's going on right now, we kind of want to back up. And talk a little bit about how crazy the market what was. Happened? I don't know if we'll see times like that again, but they were exciting. Mm-hmm. And uh, real estate was as fast as it was fast. You know, there were a lot of people out there that probably experienced like, hey, I'm going to look at this house. My real estate agent called me and told me it was available today. And then they also told me that they were accepting all offers uh, by 8 p.m. And they would be reviewing them tomorrow. Crazy. And uh, that... That was, I mean, it was, man, you had to move, you know, move quick, get out there to see it, think about your life decisions, (laughs) you know, evaluate how important it was to you. And then there was a lot of times where you're sitting down and your real estate agent was asking you, you know, so how much are you willing to pay? Do you want to offer over? I kind of think right now, you know, right now you probably need to offer this over or that over. And, and while you're coming and going from that showing that you've been given in a short period of time, you saw lots of other people coming and going. And so you Man. could you could kind of feel the pressure of that. Um, and it was just, it was a very exciting time. And that has kind of slowed down. And it's, right. it's kind of come to the market where we are today. We got to talk about home values here in Hayden. And, uh, and they're good. We're not as affected by the big headlines that people see we saw our values grow and they grew nicely but we also kind of based on our demand that we have you know will not experience as much as a lull if the economy stays the way it is right now i do not have a crystal ball things can change Mm -hmm. outside forces change but you know homes are a great long-term investment like we talked about earlier and so when you buy a home you know you're in it for the long haul in regards to value. Uh, it's interesting. People are looking at, at bought and sold prices, and you're looking at that right now, and you're saying, like, all right, how does that relate? Where does the price change take place? Well, really, your local real estate agents are watching the market, watching mm-hmm. those comparable sales, and a lot of times the price change will take place at the listing price. That's the starting point. Subsequently, we'll see the houses will you know stay on the market, a little bit longer. Now, I, I did a 
pretty good review today. Um, yeah, tell us about that. I did a pretty good review today, and I looked at the homes that had closed in our market area you know, since January 1. And I looked at the asking price. I looked at the, the pricing history. And then I looked at the price that it closed at. All right. Let's hear it. Um, so interestingly enough, this is something that I keep an eye on. You know, you go back, you got to kind of enlarge your data, you know, point, look, hey, not what closed last week. Let's look what's happened since January. I saw homes that still sold slightly over ask. Really? Yes. Even that's within the last three months? With it since Two January months. 1. Two months. Yes. Yeah, some homes in there that closed. I saw many homes um, that closed right at that asking price, just right pretty close to that asking price. And then I saw some homes, you know, that closed less than that asking price. Now, the thing we have to remember is we can't paint all homes equally. No. Right. And so we don't need to get in the danger of talking about the market. But I think what that says is our local real estate agents in Hayden, Alabama, are listing properties appropriately based on the market. They're not quite as strong as what they were, and the properties are not moving quite as fast. Um, but that draws us to another point that the inventory is down right now. There are less buyers and less sellers, but there's more buyers than you realize. Okay. Uh, despite what people are saying about interest rates, obviously I looked at the report and these houses are moving. So Ryan, what is a kind of a best case scenario? Just roughly, I'm not holding you to it. What's a best case scenario closing time so that we can have a point of comparison? Uh, I, I think your best case scenario is probably 21 days, you know, for for loan officers to get things done, loan to get funded, closing attorneys, pull title, do all the things that have to be done to get the closing done. With the properties that I looked at today to kind of dig in that close from January 1st um, through today in just a little less than a couple months time, you know, they were on the market a little longer, mm-hmm. um, but not tremendously long, which gets us back to our inventory question or our inventory statement, which is there's not as many listings out there. And so if if you think you're going to look and come back two or three weeks later, you know, that probably is still a risky decision. Mm. Um, the previous market, if you thought you were going to look and not make an <laughs> offer, you know, today or in right, the morning, right. you know, then then that was a risky situation. Yeah. So there is more time there, uh, but, you know, they're not sitting around for six months, eight months, you know, you know, the full listing contract. I mean, obviously it varies home to home and what's offered, but, you know, like you you still kind of got to be on your game. You know, in here in here in Hayden, the interest rates have been up for a little while and the buyers are, are creeping back out into the market. Mm-hmm. And they are going ahead because they look at that interest rate and they understand that the interest rates that were gotten, you know, previously in the very low ranges that, you know, they're not going to be back real soon. And the general overall thought is that they may continue to climb. Some people say they'll be down in six months and none of us know exactly what's going to happen. What we do know to your point earlier is that you can, if you can, if you can buy a home, become a first-time home buyer, sell your home, and move to another one, that you'll be making that commitment at that current interest rate that you can achieve and be committed that to the long term. Yeah. So that, that can protect you if, if, if you're one of a person that believes that the interest rates are going to get really high and you go buy that home now, then in two years you may think your interest rate is phenomenal. We don't know 
you know, we don't know exactly how that's going to happen. Nobody's with, got a crystal ball. That's right. Nobody's nobody's got that crystal ball. Back, back to our specific market. There are still people who want to move to Hayden, Alabama. For sure. There are phone calls that I received from outside of Hayden, um, and there's there's a lot of different reasons they want to move here. People like the community. You know, they like they like what they see. They like that they can come here and they can get space if that's what they're looking for, but they still get the community and the schools and the athletics and the people here are extremely nice. And, you know, I, it's, it's, it's really nice and people are attracted to that. Uh, another term that I've heard, this is not an original from Ryan Love, is right-sizing. Okay. And so um, kind of what that term means is um, the needs that you had for your home have changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you may your may have kids. Kids have moved off. Maybe, or, that's right. And and uh, so you're right sizing to your lifestyle today. Mm-hmm. Now, what I've learned about right sizing is, you know, it's not always downsizing. It's sometimes it's changing the type of property that you own. Maybe based, two story to one story. Maybe or, two story to one story, but maybe you've lived in a neighborhood with your kids for a long time, and now you want that two acres so you can go out here and piddle. Yeah. Or maybe you want that outbuilding. Or maybe you've had a large piece of property and the right sizing for you. You're tired of bush hogging. Yeah, you're tired of bush hogging. <laughs> you're tired of chasing people off your property, whatever yeah. the case. But the right sizing for that seller, you know, and buyer in our community may be to, to move this something less than. So yeah. I like the right sizing better because I've, I've had multiple clients that kind of, you feel like you're in, you know, the downsizing or they may even use that word. But the reality is they're changing the type of house they have. Yeah. Uh, to better meet their current needs. So something else that we need to talk about in Hayden is land. Ooh, man. L-A-N-D. Land. We have a lot of people in in Hayden that want more land. Um, And I tell you, if I could run down to the warehouse store and pick up 100 10-acre plots or 5 to 7-acre plots uh, with a nice house on it or the perfect building site or a pond or fence, or have all those things, man, I wish that we had it. There are people listening right now that have been commenting on Facebook to every land that somebody's listed or looked at everything that they want that five to 10 acres. If we had, I feel like you could do good. I feel like if we had five, 10 acres, you know, for everybody, I mean, line them up, it would, it would be something that, that would definitely go like hotcakes. You know, when I list property, um, in that range or up into the 20 range, um, there's a lot of interest. Yeah. You know, and uh, when it's vacant property without a house, there's a lot of interest. And uh, that's awesome. We have we have it here. But the thing is, when it comes available, that's when it's available. And I hear a lot of opinions, and there are a lot of opinions. Uh, but the reality is, you know, we're not, Hayden, we're not making any, you know, God's not making any more land. You know, and I'm not telling people they need to overpay, overpay for property. That is not the case. Uh, but, man, it, it doesn't come up very often, yeah. you know, that kind of dream spot that people talk about and ride around and look for. You know, land is a big thing. If you've got some land you want to sell, holla. You know, people are out there looking for it, uh, and we'll we'll get you in touch. No, there's not as much available as what people would like to have. Gotcha. So there's some demand. That's a good sign. Yeah, that's, that's right. There There's some demand there. And uh, we should be excited about that because people want to buy land in our community. You know, inventory is still low. Mm -hmm. So that means we need sellers. And Mm -hmm. we've discussed that we have buyers and have people that are interested in coming into our community. 
Um, so I would say we've still got a bit of a seller's market yeah. because the inventory is so low. Yeah. So when you bring something to the table, you've added inventory. Mm-hmm. Now, you're not going to be able to demand as outrageously for your inventory right. as we did when the cost of money was lower and you know when people were just flocking to borrow right. money to buy that next property. So the sellers still have a, have a bit of an advantage there. Uh, but the buyers, you know, can come in and negotiate because there's still not as, you know, there's buyers there, but not as many and not as hot. So yeah. we're, we're kind of in the middle, but the sellers, I think, can just still a, hold, a, hold a smidge edge. of a an edge. edge. I want to give Ryan just a second to tell, tell the listeners out there, what do you want them to hear about you as a real estate agent, as, a, as, as their potential future real estate mm-hmm. agent? I've, I've been in the community. I'm studying the community. Um, I work with Wright Real Estate, who's located here in the community. In uh, the old community bank, actually. Yeah, if you, if you you're an old Haydenite. You, you, know, you know that. that. There you go. Yeah. A little old Haydenite factor right there. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's important for you to hire people that are in your local community. I agree. And... Um, and I'm one of those people. White real estate has been really good to me, and it's local. And the people that work with us and our owners, you know, uh, Darren and Rianne and White, you know, they live here in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, so they have high interest in in success in the community. And the history there with the company is is fantastic. Uh, but you know, as far as Ryan Love goes, you know, I I I study this information um, uh, maybe even more than I should. You know, to to, you do. to to need, but you know, I've got information. I'm willing to sit down, try to figure out what's what's the best for that seller or buyer, mm-hmm. right? It's important for me to have a conversation um, and figure out what their needs are, what their wants are, and try to make sure that we can get there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to speak honestly. You know, obviously, I want to have listings. I want to have buyers. Uh, but if we're putting people in situations, I don't want to put people in situations where they're not going to be successful. Right. So I, I'm going to accurately present that market uh, as it relates to the decision that they're trying to make. Um, and, you know, just be honest and responsive. And, um, you know, I'm not going to put off any good news or bad news, try to get that to you. Um, because the real estate game can be up and down. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an emotional road. And uh, for buyers and sellers... One of my favorite things about Ryan, I, you know, Ryan and I, we have worked together on properties. Actually, I bought this house from you. That's right. The studio. The studio. I bought this, the studio. came from Ryan. <laughs> Ryan is one of the best communicators that I've ever worked with. And so if you've never bought or sold a house, that's not going to mean as much to you. But if you've ever bought a house, you know how important communication is. Mm-hmm. And that's something, Ryan, if that's what you're looking for, Ryan is your guy. He is good. Man, he stays in touch. Again, bad news, good news, it doesn't matter. He's going he's gonna to keep you in touch and let you know what's going on. So Absolutely. I just want to say that because that's important to me. Well, I appreciate that. I think communication is is the key. You know, these, these are very important decisions for people, and it shouldn't be taken lightly. You've given some great information. I mean, some stuff that I think is worth even going back and listening to, especially for the new buyer and new seller. But uh, I thank you so much for being a, a, a pillar in our Hayden community. <laughs> and I personally uh, thank you for taking your time this afternoon to be on the Hayden Alabama podcast. Absolutely. I, I'd love to be here and talk about it. Real estate's a great subject. Mm-hmm. People are very interested in it, and I'll do it anytime. All right. Well, Hayden, Alabama, you guys stay classy out there. And uh, you give Ryan a call if he can help you out. And uh, we'll talk to you all soon. 